This is the Fearless Presentations Podcast, the fastest, easiest way to reduce public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fearless Presentations podcast. This is Doug Standard. I'm the CEO of Fearless Presentations. And over some of the past uh, podcasts, we've actually discussed quite a few ways to actually design presentations, especially if you're designing your presentations from scratch, um, whether you're an experienced person or, or kind of just starting out, and things that you can add into your presentation, like stories and examples and things like that, that can make your presentations much better. But what the heck do you do when when somebody just kind of throws a slide deck at you and says here deliver the slide deck that's a little bit more challenging so we're so our hot topic today is about talking about that particular thing so Doug what's today's hot topic so today's hot topic is how to deliver presentations that you didn't actually design or how do you deliver a presentation that somebody has designed for you those can be a lot more difficult a lot more challenging than ones that you kind of create on your own and I, I'll give you an example I mean basically just kind of common sense but if you think about it when you're designing a slide deck or when you're designing your own presentation you have a very clear idea of the content that you want to cover and how you want to deliver it and what kind of things that that you want to say however when somebody just gives you a slide deck or if somebody just gives you just a single slide even something that simple you don't necessarily know exactly what it was that they want you to say there. And I'll give you a really funny example of how this this has actually happened in our own company, in, in the Fearless Presentations class, actually. One of the things that we've kind of prided ourselves on for years and years and years in uh, doing the two-day Fearless Presentations class is that all of our, even though all of the content that we deliver is is um, is the same, you know, we're we're still delivering the the presentation that I kind of created ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. The each one of the instructors has their own little different kind of delivery style. Each one of our instructors around the United States, Canada, Europe, they they they're going to give a slightly different presentation, and that's what we want. I mean, we don't want it to be the same kind of canned presentation over and over and over again. And in fact, and that's one of the things we get a lot of compliments on. Somebody will go through the fearless presentations class in one city, and then a year later or two years later, they end up going to a, a different city and taking the class with a, a different present presenter. And sometimes they'll they'll even tell us, even though it's the same content, they'll say things like, "Wow, it was like." A totally new presentation. It was like a totally new kind of class, and that's really what you know. What, what is the mark of you know really good presenters? How to kind of take content and and make it their own, and that's one of the things that you can do really really well doing some of the things that we're going to talk about today. Um, now, with all that being said, one of the f- kind of humorous parts, anyway, of the fearless presentations class is once we get toward the end and we want to add a little levity, we teach people how to do a PowerPoint slideshow. And and after teaching for, you know, for a day and a half, teaching people how to deliver really fantastic presentations, we we basically, in, in a humorous way, 
kind of show them how a really bad PowerPoint presentation can actually work. And we actually go through like 26 slides with 100 different bullet points and all kinds of stuff like that. We don't actually go through the whole thing. Typically, after about the third or fourth one, some people, somebody in the class would go, hey, wh- wh- what are you doing here? This is totally different from what you've been teaching us for the last couple of days. And then we kind of show them how to take that same exact content with 26 slides and hundreds and hundreds of bullet points and turn it into you know a three-point talk or a four-point talk or five-point talk and they're amazed at how much content and how much flexibility that three-point talk is so um, basically you know like I said we kind of use that as a, as a fun thing to do but in one of the slides that I kind of created you know 10 years or so ago when we first started doing this this slide deck I was I made a very abbreviated bullet point and when I was starting to train new instructors most of the stuff that was in the slide deck was pretty easy to to kind of understand and and kind of figure out what I what the point that I was trying to get across when I made that slide deck but there was one that I abbreviated just a little bit too much and the bullet point basically just said give them more right and what I meant in that and what I deliver in my presentations when I'm delivering that that slide deck is you always want to give your audience more verbally than what they're seeing on a slide deck. Basically, you don't just want to read a bullet point and then click and then read another bullet point and click, right? So in my head, I, I knew what I wanted to say. And for the you know five or six years that I had been teaching the, the class by myself, eh, I knew exactly what I wanted to say. But when I started bringing in new instructors, it used to crack me up. And I actually just left it in there for a while because it made a good point. But when I was training, uh, I, I, one example was I had a, a young lady that was with me who was teaching the class and she played it off very, very sharply, but she got to that bullet point and she said to give them more. And, and she looked at me like, cause I'm in the back of the room kind of watching her. She looked at me like, how in the world can you do this to me? What in the world does that mean? And she's thinking, you know, she's thinking on her feet and she does pretty well. She, but she kind of looks at me and she goes, yeah, give them more. Yeah. You always want to give them more, give your audience more than what they expect. And she, totally made something up and, and carried it off. And I, I subtly kind of corrected her without taking away her, her, um, uh, her, uh, her confidence, but uh, it, it kind of shows what can happen. Those are kind of the pitfalls that you can kind of fall into when you're creating a, a bullet pointed slide deck for, for other people. So to keep that from happening, you probably want to follow a few of these things that we're going to talk about in this, in this, um, um, po- in this podcast anyway. So, um, just real quickly, one of the one of the easiest ways to kind of take a presentation that somebody else has designed for you and deliver it is to break it down into mini presentations. That's one of the the key first things that I always do. In fact, that's the teaching technique that I use with the 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 folks that are coming through that want to learn how to teach fearless presentations or any of our team building events or any of our leadership classes. But if you if you give the content to the instructor or the person who's going to be delivering delivering it. In uh, in kind of bite sized pieces, it makes it a little bit more digestible, right? You know, what's the old the old metaphor is, uh, you know, how to eat an elephant, <laughs> you know, one bite at a time. It's kind of the same thing with a, with a presentation. So instead of trying to give them, let's say for instance that you have even even if it's just an hour long presentation, instead of trying to have have the person kind of memorize content for an hour's worth of of a presentation. 
break it down into five or 10 minute increments or break the presentation down into maybe three smaller increments and then have them master the first part and then have them master the second part and then have them master the third part. It makes it a whole lot easier to kind of do that. Now, just so you know, that that's the way that the, um, the, the two-day fearless presentations class is designed and pretty much all of the, the training programs that we teach here at the Leaders Institute that um, are broken down that way. So for instance, the, the full two-day fearless presentations class is basically one single three-point talk. But what we do is in day number one, in the from like uh, 9 o'clock in the morning until noon, we cover the first bullet point. Now, it's that's three hours or so of, of time, but, but we're really only covering one bullet point. It's the first bullet point is how to reduce public speaking fear, right? And what we do is we break it down into bite-sized pieces. So we have three different things that you can do to help you reduce public speaking fear. And we spend an hour on one of those presentations and then take a break and then spend another hour on the next and then take a break and then spend another hour on the on the third. So before, you know, from that nine to, to noon time period, we're covering three separate mini presentations. So I don't ever try to get one of my new instructors to say, here, go deliver this half day of, of content. I'll give them one of those three presentations I do too and then the the next time I might give them the two that that they didn't do the last time and I'll do one right so so basically that it gives them a chance to to get comfortable delivering that presentation and make it a little bit easier and you can kind of do the same thing with your presentations as well you can break it down in bite-sized pieces and and really use a little bit more time to to really hone in on the content make it a little easier for you to remember and deliver that that content in fact, I'll give you another quick example from, from my company, from the Leaders Institute. The, by the way, the reason that we're called the Leaders Institute is because when I started teaching training to, to companies years and years ago, 20 years ago or so, I was teaching leadership training. And actually, the, the way that I got into public speaking training is that uh, folks would actually go through my leadership class and and either right at the beginning or sometimes right afterwards, they would go, you know, the reason I came to this class was because I heard you were really good at helping people overcome public speaking fear. And and so as a result, we created the two-day fearless presentations class as a result of kind of comments that we got from, from folks that were already going through our leadership class. So, but one of the foundations of the leadership class that I that I designed was to, to create new habits in the way that you lead people. And the way that the class was broken down was just like the fearless presentations class is today. We, we broke it down into like half-day programs. And so we, I would come into a company and I would deliver a half-day of content and then we'd take a week off. And they would go back and do their, you know, everything that they would normally do in the week. And then I'd come back the next week and, and do another half-day. And then come back the next week and do another half-day. And then come back the next week and do another half-day. So basically in four weeks we're creating a series of new activities, a series of new habits. And it, it, that's a, by the way, that's a fantastic way to reinforce behavior and to get a behavior change in people is to give them a little bit of content and let them go apply it in the real world and then come back and build on that. And, and that worked really, really well. Well, if you think about it, though, um, the, the content that I designed for the, the High Impact Leaders class was this was going to take place over a 28-day time period. And I figured that if we just focused on one new leadership principle every day for 28 days, we're going to create 
a lot of great habits, right? So basically, I, I, I created in week number one seven habits, seven leadership principles that folks could could practice. And if they focused on one a day, then over that first seven days, they would they would get them all knocked out. And then the next week, we'd come and give them another. Now, I know what some of you are thinking right now, that if you've listened to some of my earlier podcasts, you probably remember that we, we told you that the best way to kind of retain content is if we deliver that content in, you know, three, four, five bullet points. So I know what you're thinking, Doug, how in the world did you do seven in a week, right? Or seven and a half day format. Well, we broke it down into pieces. Basically, we did a lot of reinforcement. We 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 would um, we we do some fun activities to kind of reinforce some of those things. But one of the things I would always leave behind with folks is a little desktop card reference, <clears throat> and it looked basically like a, a a business card holder. And the business card holder would have all twenty eight leadership principles in there. And I would say, okay, for the next uh, seven days until I come back. If it was a Monday morning that we were doing this presentation, I'd say, okay, I'm going to come back next Monday morning. And for the, from now until I come back next Monday morning, I want you to focus on one principle a day and take that card, whatever cards on the, on the first card, when you look at it, find some way to, to use that principle this today. And then tomorrow morning when you come in, flip a card. So take the card that's on the front, move it to the back of the card file, and now you got a new principle to follow. And and that was kind of our low-tech way back when I was first starting out to, to get people to apply that stuff. So basically, we broke it down into seven single one-point talks. <laughs> Instead of doing a, a, a one seven-point talk, you know, we did a single one-point talk every single day for, for seven days. So it made it a little bit easier for people to kind of reinforce that. Now, today we're kind of high, more high-tech, and so now we, we deliver these things via text and and, um, and emails. But still, it's still, it's still the same principle, though. We still have, uh, we're basically giving the content to people in bite-sized pieces, and it's much easier for them to kind of retain. So you can do the same thing when you're trying to design your presentation. Bite it up and bite it into, or break it up into bite-sized pieces, and it's much easier for you to remember the content and get good practice delivering it. So the other big tip is one that I kind of mentioned when I was talking about the fearless presentations class. One of the things that is really helpful when you're um, delivering your presentations is to break, is to put a little break in somewhere along the way. And by the way, it doesn't even have to be a formal break. Let's say you're going to be speaking for for two hours. Two hours is a long time to deliver content. And so what you can do is just somewhere in the middle of your presentation, just hey, I've been going for about an hour, an hour, fifteen minutes now. So let's just take like a just a short stretch break, just a sixty second stretch break. Just kind of stand up, stretch, and sit back down. Even something that simple can help your audience kind of retain the information over a longer period of time and helps them get a little bit fresher so that when you can deliver your new content, it makes it a little easier for, for them to retain it. But secondarily, and, and probably even more importantly, it lets, it lets you clarify your thoughts. It gives you a little bit of time now that you can kind of check over your notes and say, okay, what am I going to be covering in the next 45 minutes? Or what am I going to be covering in the next 60 minutes? And so that makes it a little bit easier to deliver your presentation without having to rely on your notes. So use your breaks wisely and judiciously. So, okay, so now let's say that your company has given you a presentation and it's got way more content than you can ever cover in the in the time that you have allotted to speak. That happens a lot. In fact, I, I'll give you a good example. I, I had a, a client that went through my fearless presentations class years ago and she was a high level account rep for a, for a big technology company. And since these were, she was one of maybe, I think she said about six different 
sales reps that were at this high of a level. So basically in the entire big multi-gazillion dollar company, there were only like six reps that worked with these big clients. So these these folks were really autonomous. They had a lot of, of, um, of skill. They had a lot of experience. And as a result, they they had a different level of, of salesmanship. And so they were more like um, you know, problem solvers. So when a when a client, you know, a multi-gazillion dollar client comes up to you and says, "Hey, I've got this problem. Can you fix it?" You know, there's a you know most of the time, you know, a good sales rep is going to say, "Yes." I don't know exactly how we're going to do it, but let's kind of do it. Well, what was happening with this technology company is that they were having that happen so often that it was kind of putting them in, into a bind. It was making it very difficult sometimes for them to fulfill these contracts. So. One of the things that the company did was they they finally just kind of drew the line and said, okay, you, it, you, because we're having so many challenges doing things that are kind of off the books, we're going to make sure that everything is on the books from now from now on. And they created like a three hundred deck slideshow, and they said this is the only slide deck that you can use for any of your sales presentations. And you can imagine how that kind of went over. I mean, most of the presentations that these guys were given, by the way, were anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour long. So if you have 300 slides, there's no way in the world you'd ever get get through that. So it was it was really, it was, it was a bad idea. And I'm not sure exactly how long this company kept using that. But in the meantime, while, you know, this was the, the requirement, you know, this lady that was in my class said, you know, what do I do? How do, how do I do? I mean, this, my company is making me do this. How do I do it? Well, what it, it realistically there was no way they that she could fulfill exactly what the what her company wanted her to do basically what they wanted her to do though was make sure that she didn't do something off script and so as long as she was using the slide deck she was she was fine and so basically what i suggested that she do was kind of go through the slide deck you know get really familiar with everything that's kind of in there and then really customize the presentation it doesn't there's nothing in the the um, requirements from the company that said that she had to deliver all 300 slides, right? So basically all she really had to do was kind of go in and customize her presentation specifically for that potential client that she's looking that she's talking to right now. So she might go from slide 15 and then skip to slide 37 and then skip skip to slide 115, you know, that kind of thing. And and that's what I suggested that she do. And then in addition to that, since that content that was in that slide deck was was really important to the, the her company, I had her create a, a printed kind of manual of that of that slide deck, and especially since a lot of these folks that she was talking to, since this was a really technical kind of company, a lot of the people that she was communicating with would want to know some of the stuff that she wouldn't be able to cover in the presentation. So basically, she she would start out her presentations, and she would say something like, um, she would say, you know, uh, you know, based on what the the discussions that I've had with you, these are the things that I think um, you're most interested in. However, I've got a whole team of people who really, you know, like, I know you have a whole team of people who really like to see all the details. So I'm going to leave behind a bound packet of information that I've indexed for you, right? So she made it really easy for them to find the content they, they were looking for, even though she wouldn't be there to be able to go through it with them. So, I mean, there are different things like that you can do. I mean, obviously that may not be the most ideal thing to do, but, you know, sometimes when you're put in a position that you're in, in an impossible situation, you have to kind of do what you have to do in order to to get the best results. And so that's one way that you can kind of do it. Um, one, of the, one of the best ways that I, and this is the technique that I use uh, most often, 
is to if you if you have content that you have to cover let's say that um, a client let's say you're doing a sales presentation and the client says I want you to cover these 10 things in your sales presentation and the reason why they're having you cover those 10 things is because um, there maybe you have they have you, you have four or five different competitors are actually given the same type of presentation they want to be able to compare apples to apples well in that kind of situation the client is saying hey we want to hear about these 10 things and so make sure and cover those well, if I'm in that kind of situation, what I'll do is I will cover those 10 things, but I'm going to cover them in a cursory fashion. I'm going to do what is required of me, and I'm going to cover the, the 10 things that are required of me in a very cursory fashion. In fact, I might just breeze through them. So if I've got 45 minutes to speak, I might only spend 10 minutes on that particular part of the presentation. But then I'm going to go back and cover a few of those 10 things, just reinforce a few of those in a few more details with a few more details and guess how many i'm going to cover typically i'm going to cover about three three of those so cover all 10 of them in a cursory fashion and then go into the three most important things that are going to be critical to the for the for the audience to kind of get a good understanding and that's a great technique because one of the biggest challenges with covering a ton of different bullet points is that you lose control over what the the audience is really going to retain. So basically going back and reinforcing a few of those bullet points and giving some examples and stories and maybe even doing some audience participation or something like that with those additional uh, pieces of content or those additional bullet points, then it makes it much easier for the for the folks in the in the audience to actually retain the content that you're delivering. And by the way, it, it makes it easier for you to deliver it as well because you can kind of breeze through the hard part, which is the multi bullet pointed <laughs> presentation, and then use your examples and stories and things like that. The things that are much easier for the stuff that's most important. Those those things that you kind of reinforce. So so that's a technique that I use a lot. In fact, that's the technique that we teach very thoroughly on the second day of the fearless presentations class we we kind of after we kind of um, go through the three-point talk and kind of show people how to actually use that in a very flexible way we know that that's not going to be the the be all and end all for every presentation that you give and so we kind of reinforce this particular technique because this one can get you out of a lot of big jams if if somebody throws a slide deck at you or if they say this is what we want you to cover in your presentation so those are some really good tips for how to deliver presentations in situations where you don't really have control over the content and maybe the person who's designing the presentation or designing the slide deck for you hasn't been through training like you're going through now or hasn't been through a, a public speaking class or something like that and you and you're put in a difficult situation so these are some things that can kind of get you out of hot water I hope you're getting really good enjoyment out of the, the Fearless Presentations podcast. We're going to try to continue to do these every week. Um, one of the best ways to, to help us along the way, though, is to um, give us a good review on on uh, iTunes. So if you are if you are if you're not subscribed, by the way, you make sure you want to make sure and subscribe. Sometimes folks are kind of listening to this on our website or listening to this on our RSS feed. Um, one of the best ways to get all of the new content when it comes out without having to wait for it is just to go to to iTunes or go to your podcast app on your iPhone or on your Android app, uh, Android phone. Um, it, it basically, if you every phone kind of comes with a, a standardized podcast app now um, that's built into the iPhones and everything. So you can actually just go into that standardized Apple iTunes, or um, uh, podcast app and just do a search for Fearless Presentations. This will come up. Subscribe to it. And then every time we do a new podcast, you'll get that. And then make sure while you're subscribing to us to leave us a, a good review. And that will make it a whole lot easier for other people to kind of find us and be able to help us get 
better content and new content and and new guests for you to to learn from. So enjoy the po- enjoy this podcast. Enjoy the rest of them that we have coming up, and we'll see you on the next Fearless Presentations podcast. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week. 